Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Wrap Ups podcast, where a week here, a week there, we get together and we talk about all things the Mass Singer on Fox. Um, it can be ridiculous, it can be costumes, it can be performances, it can be vocals, it can be bad guesses. But one thing it will always be is fun because we get to talk about nonsense. I'm here, I'm your host, Puya the Bark Zanvakili. And as always, I'm joined by my great co-host, Liana the Willow Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm good. Just uh, bending like a tree in the wind. Know what I'm saying? Are you weeping like one too? <laughs> I guess, since I'm the Willow for some reason. Or is it like Willow Smith? Like Will Smith's daughter? I'll whip my hair back and forth. Which one would you rather be? There's only one correct answer. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not Willow Smith. Uh-huh. So um, we're here to talk about two episodes of The Masked Singer this week. We got one on Tuesday and then we got one on Wednesday. And we went from six to three. We're going to be covering the finals next week. Are you excited? Oh my gosh, it's, I, I can't believe that we went from a super solid top six to a super solid top three. I mean, we lost three masked singers this week um, and we saw a ton of performances and I, I mean, I have my winner prediction, but who knows who's going to win this whole thing. It's anybody's game, except for the three that got unmasked, which we'll get into now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're probably not going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's safe to say. Um, so the show, episode 10, starts with a memorial of sorts. We get to see all the fallen performers of the season. You know, your ninjas, your Johnny Weirs, your Sherry Shepherds, Michelle Williams. We got to see a little bit of everybody. Every, a couple of them got to say a word or two. It was nice to see them again. It was good nostalgia. I remembered yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the Fallen Comrades segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With some voiceover. Uh-huh. I forgot that Dr. Drew was the eagle until <laughs> that know, again. <laughs> I was just looking for Johnny Weir because I was super excited to see Egg, Egg, Egg again. And um, and then uh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, like Layla Ali was on this show. Oh, my God. That felt like so long ago. Yeah, it was pretty incredible to look at that. That that is what made me realize how long the show has been going on, even though it doesn't feel like it's been going on for that long. But mm-hmm. It's been a while. Well, I think it's because they've skipped so many episodes. Yeah, it's very hard to keep or not skipped episodes. Obviously, skipped weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It was unfair, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so then we get, you know, the uh, the opening that we always get, and it's Nick Cannon walking out. Um, walks out with the Secret Service, and he's wearing this like blue bathrobe-looking suit thing, which I thought was he's worn that before. I know that smoking jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it was pretty clear, like they filmed a bunch of or a bunch of episodes seemingly at the same time because we've seen judges and Nick wearing multiple out like the same outfit multiple times. And like Jenny had that really terrible eye makeup again, where it's just trying to do a smoky eye, but it's just completely burnt like it's a garage door it's one color so um so this was clearly an episode that was recorded at the same time as one of the other episodes yeah and as far as figuring out the timeline of when these episodes record because like the next episode did not have the same outfit as this episode but it has had the same outfit as an episode couple while back so i'm not quite sure how these work 
very intrigued by the way these are recorded. Wait, what? Okay, you're saying you're saying that like it doesn't necessarily match chronologically. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Because this would have been the top six. I mean, I honestly, I don't care. I don't remember. But they record multiple episodes at the same time. Yeah. Um. To go back to Nick Cannon, uh, this was not the worst thing I have seen him in this week. But we can get mm-hmm. into that a little bit later. Yes. So, anyways, we get to the judges panel. And uh, we've got a new face up there. We've got the your champion, your reigning champion, T-Pain, is out here representing. How did you feel about seeing T-Pain again? Yeah! <laughs> I was so excited that T-Pain was back. He was actually a really, really fun judge. And as far as I'm concerned, T-Pain can come back anytime he wants to the mass Singer. He just... He just radiated joy. Um, he made fun of Ken, which I appreciated. Um, and we all know he has plenty of time since his tour got canceled. Yes. Auto-tune does kill music. Your own music, specifically T-Pain. But I agree. I was happy to see him back um, without the monster costume. I didn't know how I would feel about that. But turns out he can. he's pretty fun without it. So Yeah, he did. Okay, but like, here's the thing, though. T-Pain as a human T-Pain, he reminded me a little bit of the monster. Like, this was a an example where you could tell that the character that was the monster was 100% inspired by T-Pain because it was just this, like, fun-loving, like, happy-to-be-there kind of guy. And, like, I wanted to give him just a big hug. You know, it was very, mo- I was like, oh, Monster's kind of back. You know what would have been really great, though, is if they had had the monster perform as like, a, you know, like an old time sake kind of deal. That's what would have made this better. But hopefully season three is filming right now, I think. So um, maybe they'll be able to to get that in. So listen to me, y'all. I don't know how much I like that because either dare you. the monster shows them up or yeah. the monster is not as good as them. No, so, Monster shows him up. What makes you say that? Because T-Pain was amazing as the monster. Well, I think some of your bias is still attached to T-Pain and the monster. I mean, why not? Like, people perform like that all the time. So what? So what if he shows him up? Or so what if they show him up? Like, who cares? I care. You're the champion. You, you gotta, like, always be the, on top. Yeah, but then we're going to have a new champion. So then what happens when we have two champions? Then neither of them perform again. Well, no, but I mean, then who is on top? Like, I don't. Oh, that's not. Uh, oh, wow. How do we? How do we? I just whatever. It's fine. Well, we, we, inevitably, we can do a our own podcast where we rank them all and make <laughs> oh them battle. God. Like the LFC. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, we could do a bracket. How fun would that be? <laughs> I hear brackets are played out, but I'd be very okay with giving it a shot. Well, we just have to wait till March. Yeah, that's the rule. Enough breakfast food, enough waffling. Let's uh, get into some of these performers and performers. Who was waffling? We were I, waffling. I, no, I was okay. Well, maybe. All Wa- right, fine. <laughs> you know what? I prefer waffles to pancakes. I don't. I prefer pancakes. Okay, but what's nice about waffles is there's like the little pools. For the syrup to go and it's easier to eat them because you just cut them along the lines and then you know how big the bites are gonna be but like that's too structured like <laughs> like why does why does my meal also have to be its own like bowl like, let it it's drizzle efficient no yeah let it just hang out i think this is just the differences in our personalities 
Yeah, that's very true. You're very organized and I'm very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, enough pancaking. <laughs> Let's get into these performances and talk about the first performer of the night. And it is the fox. The fox comes out to this clue package. We see a photo album. There's an obvious red herring by using the phrase unchained to link it back to Jamie Foxx. A little bit more waffling in the clue packages. And then the fox comes out and performs a Jamie Foxx tune, performs Blame It. How did you feel about this rendition of the song? Okay, so first of all, I just want to say for all of the clue packages from here on out, I pretty much zoned out. Yeah. Like, I was... (laughs) paying attention to the visuals because we know that the visual clues they can't right change that like i feel like they've already filmed a lot of these like before you know before so all of Mm. the red herrings and stuff get thrown in as audio clues so anyway so i have nothing to say pretty much about the clues in all of them (laughs) so i'm just just a warning like i'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there okay now on to the more important thing so I did not know this at the time, but I found out later my broadcast was having audio issues. So the Fox's performance sounded real bad. Like it was like the 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 um it sounded like garbled a little bit. Like it was just it, it was it was not good. Okay? But it wasn't off enough or maybe this is because I wasn't really paying attention apparently. It wasn't off enough for me to be like there's clearly an audio issue. Like I just just like man, this like is not very good. Found out later like a lot of people in the tri-state area were also having issues. Same deal. It got resolved later, but the point is, is that I heard the Fox performance and I was like, this is terrible. And then online, everybody's like, yeah, go Fox. Like, we love the Fox. And I was like, the Fox deserves to go. This is so bad. I was real mad about this whole thing. Puya, you and I talked about this immediately after because I was I was like, I don't understand how the tr- I was. I, was wrong. I need a little bit of therapy. And I was like, I didn't understand why the tree went. The Fox 100 percent should have gone. We had a very heated discussion adult discussion about this (laughs) i was definitely not mad about a singing tv show where the contestants are dressed in costumes (laughs) you passionate about this subject man no i know i know right okay so anyway, so then I, because we pretty much figured out everybody out. So I went on the subreddit and I was like reading some stuff. And then everybody was like, oh yeah, the audio issues in the first part of the show. And I was like, what? So I went back, I rewatched so much better. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, I loved this performance. <laughs> Very long story short. No, I, and I, and I remembered in the midst of our heated discussion, I was thinking this was a pretty good performance. I thought it was like a really good spit on Blame It. I don't quite understand. Totally made sense later. Um, Once you heard the original, we're like, you know what? No, this was pretty good. So I'm glad we're on the same page now. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> we I, were not at the time. <laughs> no, definitely not. We were on two different books, not even the same book. <laughs> um, I don't like this song. I don't like Blame It by Jamie Foxx. I, when I first came out, I thought this is awful. I think T-Pain doing the ah, 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 not into it. Just uh-huh. auto-tune nonsense from T-Pain, right? But this was a great rendition of it. I liked the background. 
the little bit of it was giving me like great Gatsby type vibes. The performers, um, the backup dancers synced up with the Fox, which I always like when they connect. And then we got a dance solo from the Fox. And then we got the more rare scat solo. The Fox scatted a little bit. Yeah. I was into that. I like that. It was I different. I think saying the fox scatted a little bit also means something different. But yeah, I was like, is he scatting? <laughs> like, what is going on right now? This was, again, also when the audio was off. So it was like terrible scatting. My uh, the one the one thing, though, that I will like la- I, or that I laughed at when I was watching this performance was when the fox like before the big dance solo, when the fox is just like tapping his feet Mm. and it's like he's just tapping his feet and then cut to the women in the audience just like losing (laughs) it just being like oh my god and i was like he's just tapping his feet (laughs) Ugh. anyway that fox he's such a fox such a fox Mm -hmm. i'm i'm willing to say that i think the fox is the best performer on the show um and by performer i mean all-rounder right he's Clearly got the voice, got the dancing. Oh, and the acting that we, well, acting that we got to see in the final five episode. And he like turns the crank or whatever for the the dancer. (laughs) For the dancer. Yeah. (laughs) That's acting, right? (laughs) You you could say that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get to, you know, the judges get to talk about this stuff. And I think now this is so I've, I've figured out the frame 10 episodes in of how they do this. So first, Nick asks one of them what they think. And then one of them gives the performer a compliment because that's the law. You have to be nice. So they do that. And then we get to whatever that week's version of the gift or the clue is. And this week it was, they're going to tell you something about themselves that will help you. And all of them did some iteration of the same thing, which was, I have done blank with one of you. And the Foxes was, I have spent one of the best weekends of my life with one of you. Yes. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. I assume Wayne Brady spent a weekend with one of them because I still think it's Wayne Brady, as does Robin Thicke, by the way, mm-hmm. which he didn't clap at his own guess. So now I'm thinking, OK, when he makes a guess, but he doesn't clap at the guess, maybe that's when we know it's right. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think when he doesn't clap, he's confident in himself. When he claps, he's very insecure about his decision and wants people to clap for him. So he feels like better about it. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, yeah. okay. sorry. Continue. So if he was like if he was on this, like, it's Jamie Foxx, you know, he's not trusting that instinct. When he said it's Wayne Brady, he stood tall. He was like, Mm. this is the mountain. I'm standing on the mountain. I'm a down this mountain. Right. Yeah. He's like, clap, clap with me, guys. Um, when I was little. And so I really. OK. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I really like laughing. I Aww. it makes me happy. And so and I like it when <laughs> other people laugh. <laughs> and so when I was little, I would go laugh with me because I would want my family to laugh with me. And they would have to like fake laughing with me. <laughs> I'll have to ask my sister. It was usually when I think I thought something was funny. Or maybe I told a bad joke and I wanted them to laugh. Anyway, Aww. so I like get that. <laughs> Clap with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that story. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I will always laugh with you. 
and not laugh at with you. me guys laugh with me <laughs> <laughs> that's what i like to say to i don't know the people that are listening just laugh laugh with me guys laugh with her everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh man so I got nothing out of this weekend clue. Like you said, there's someone either he made an appearance somewhere with somebody. They shared like a Airbnb or something. I don't know. I don't know. As far as the guesses go, Wayne Brady was Robbins. Jamie was Nicole's as Ken Jong's. They both went with the same. And then T-Pain went with Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. And that about wraps up everything I had on the Fox. I just thought it was a great start to the show and it got me pumped for what was coming. And then I realized there's a whole other episode tomorrow. This is a great two day event. Yeah. Get hype. (laughs) And hype we got. Get hype. That's Robin Thicke's like, yeah, get hype. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh with her, everybody. Laugh with with me. (laughs) (laughs) You know who makes me laugh? Who? The Leopard. And the Leopard's the next performer (laughs) on this list. So the Leopard has this like big tennis themed clue package. It's all about Grand Slams, not the Denny's kind, and tennis and tennis. That's all I have in my notes. Oh, the motorcycle accident. Motorcycle accident? Why don't I Yeah, remember remember it was like the little crash motorcycle. Okay, maybe I was paying attention. The little (laughs) crash like motorcycle toy. Oh, yes. Yes, correct, you are. Which Seal was maybe in a motorcycle accident. So. Are you speculating? <laughs> I, do, I actually, oh, see, uh, yeah, Seal, the singer recovered after a motorcycle accident in his youth. You, oh, there we go, in his youth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, again, the, the Seal confirmations all over the map here. Because he's also big into the tennis world, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. So, the Leopard does a song that I don't like. Again, we're two for two on songs I don't like, but I liked this rendition. It was We Are Young by Fun. Are you a fan of this song? It's so fun. <laughs> um, no, I remember when Fun got popular. It was like, it's one of those songs like, I hate this song. And then it gets played on the radio like 18,000 times. And mm. you're like, we are young. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it definitely like seeped into my brain. I really really liked this version that was done by the leopard the leopard hate to admit it but has grown on me yes Uh now it doesn't erase the mistakes that were made early by the leopard though like this way i don't get and i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk a little bit about the next episode too this song this performance and big spender that the leopard does oh spoiler alert in the next well whatever who cares in the next episode like these were two of his best performances by far if the leopard had come out and performed big spender as the first track i would have been like yeah the leopard of course deserves to make it to the final five like i can totally see it but it was just like because the leopard was trying to throw his voice voice off and like i don't know what was going on anyway the point is is that i'm okay with the leopard now okay you love the leopard no i don't love the leopard (laughs) but i'm like okay with the leopard so here here are my thoughts on the leopard and the leopard's upbringing within this show from a cub to a leopard (laughs) <laughs> like what you're like what are adult leopards called i don't know leopards <laughs> from leopard to leopard from leopard cub to grown ass leopard <laughs> i will agree that upon listening to this performance i was there thinking 
this is the best performance the leopard has done vocally thus far without mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt and then with the next one um with the the uh the semifinals i felt this is the best one the leopard had an arc the leopard grew in front of us the leopard was also the one person act keeping up with the characteristics and acting and trying to throw everybody off of everything it was once the leopard really revealed their voice that the seal guest came about and i think that was not that was made by design that was mm-hmm. something that seal actively wanted and it was successful so i do think that in a sense you're right where if the if seal came out with like this vocals in the beginning we'd be like front runner or in the running or dark horse something of that effect but it was very fulfilling for me to see it, the leopard get here and be on this like you know be Andy Samberg and be on a lonely island on my own loving the leopard and then to hear you say that you're okay with the leopard now to know that it went from I hate the leopard to I'm okay, a.k.a. I love the leopard. It means a lot to us leopard fans. So I thank you on uh-huh. behalf of the the leoparders. Okay. You got to come up with a better name. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Leo And also parts. just to see the joy on Seal's face when he got unmasked. Yeah. Like, it was, he was just like clearly having so much fun. Then I was like, okay, like I can get behind. I still found you annoying in the beginning. And I think the tree should have gone longer, but whatever. Fine. Oh, also the background dancers. I have written down one comment. Look like what college kids now think people wore in the 80s and then i wrote y'all got any more of those neon leg warmers <laughs> so i was like pre-writing my joke apparently for that so <laughs> i'm sure past me really likes the delivery i genuinely thought the backup dancers were odd um did not like that part of the performance the city skyline background thing was really nice i enjoyed that and again i love the leopard's voice so those were the goods but definitely the backup dancers were the worst part of this performance for me yeah agreed yeah as far as the uh we move on to the the judges and all that the leopard presented an award at a show that one of the guests was at and wore a leather outfit darling again great into the character loving all that Mm-hmm. I liked that Jenny in the so you like talk about the when they go to the first one they give a compliment mm. Jenny's compliment was good job buddy <laughs> like it's condescending oh okay <laughs> yeah I would love to see Jenny get up there and perform one mm-hmm. I wouldn't please don't do that yeah no please don't no. do that uh, and then let's see so as far as the guesses go Jenny went with Eric Benet Robin Thicke went with Seal Robin Thicke you know, two for two on the night now, doing well for himself. And Ken Jong went with Enrique Iglesias. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, the I I also wrote down here, Robin Thicke did not clap at his own guess, which I think just further proves our theory here. Yeah, it's uh, a big not clapping energy. <laughs> BNCE. <laughs> Isn't that Joe Jonas's? No, DNCE. <laughs> it's Joe Jonas's band. Yeah. Never mind. All right. We get Wait, fam. Is it Joe? Is that one's Joe, Joe Jonas? Jonas? We've already. Okay. We have definitely talked about the Jonas Brothers before. I know. Apparently, Nick. Jo- no. Joe. Shoot. It's What's Nick. The, I'm pretty sure no, it's the Nick. the oldest one. No. N- 
This one has a solo career. Kevin Jonas. Kevin Jonas is the only one that can play musical instruments, according to my stepdad. Kevin Jonas is the worst one, right? We've he's discussed the oldest. Yeah, I know, but apparently he's the only one that can play musical instruments. He's who's, the oldest one. Who's the one in Jumanji? Nick Jonas. No, Nick. See, Nick Jonas isn't the one on DNC then. Yes, it's Joe Jonas is the one on oh, DNC. Yes, yes. That's why he said it. All right. Well, I think. Listen, we're on land. We can have cake by the ocean later. Ugh, I guess we'll never know. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, now it's time to thinga some majigs. <gasps> Did you see in the next episode? So on the the um thing that mails come in, mail comes in, mailbox. On the mailbox, it said the majigs, which yeah. means is he thinga majig? Majig, or did he just put together his whole name? Is his first name Thinga, last name Majig, or is his first name Thing, middle name A, uh, last name Majig? There are so many questions to be answered here. It's first name Thing, middle name A, uh, last name Majig. Okay. And his close friends call him Tam. For short. Yeah. Because it, yeah, okay, I got it. It's his initials. I'm so smart. Okay. <laughs> Killed it. Um, the Thingamajig talks about it's getting down to the wire the competitors are not pulling any punches we ended up getting an mvp campaign clue here where like you know before his injury went down i remember like a lot of people were like oh my god this is a new victor could there be an mvp in his future blah 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 blah. um we got a nicola majig thing which honestly i'm happy we no longer have to hear these horrible a majig things like if liana majig Puya Majig, like we just can't have that be a thing. That's just like like it's like when Ken Jong's character, Senior Chang, would use Chang as change as a bit in everything in community. Stop. It's this it's one thing. You're just repeating the same thing. Rant mm. over. Um and then moving on to the important part, the performance, we got Ordinary People by John Legend, and this was the thing of Majig that I fell in love with. This was the person who I thought was Wayne Brady at the beginning of the season, and I loved it. This was amazing. This was rainbow levels. This was everything we needed after the hot mess that it was last week. I'm, I was really happy with this. It was very simple. There was a piano background. There was like this hardwood floor on the uh, hardwood floor, <laughs> like design on the X stage thing. And I thought the thingamajig sitting down and paddling his Speedamajigs, which I don't, I think I wrote that. So after all I just said, I said that in my uh, document, which cringe. Um, but I totally thought of you in that moment because I'm like, this is the type of nonsense Liana likes the weird, like just paddling your feet and jumping around in the costume stuff. I do like that. Oh, I knew it. It was a rock, yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. It. Um, yeah, uh, completely co signed everything you said. I mean, this was a return to a song choice that is just. Perfect for him. No backup dancers. The song builds, keeps your attention. And yes, I loved it when he went and sat down. Although for a brief moment, I was like, he's going to fall because that first step, <laughs> his foot is bigger than the size of the step. I was like, I, I don't know how he made it down there safely. And thank goodness he didn't try to get back up by himself because he would have fallen down. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was here for it. Classic thingamajig. A vintage thingamajig. I've I've gone downstairs where my feet are bigger than the steps, and it is terrifying. Oh yeah, it's it's real challenging because yeah. essentially you have to put all of the weight on the ball of your foot, and that's not normally how you walk no. or on your heel. I mean, and uh, and so yeah, I was a little terrified for him, but he made it, and he did a great job. 
proud of the magic. Mm. Yes, proud of magic. Um, <laughs> so T Pain gives us breaking news and says, "Son, I'm proud of you." Thingamajig is monster's baby. That's so cute. <laughs> so then he's the monster majig. He's the he's monster T majig. Middle name T. Uh, middle name T for T Pain. Yeah, MTM. MTM. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and Nicole says we can take it slow to the thingamajig. Which enough. Stop with this romance is is weird and it and you know what it'll get weirder in the next episode but we'll talk about it when we get there because i'm some stuff to say okay yeah and then um the big clue that the thingamajig gives is i've collaborated with the same artist as one of you so again yeah same same thing of like one of you which obviously at this point it's like artist okay it's not ken jong it's not jenny mccarthy so it's either robin thick t-pain or nicole scherzinger Make your pick. I, to be honest, I should have probably figured out who. Um, I did not do the research, so I can't tell you for a fact who. Wait. So okay. So we don't know who Victor Oladipo uh, featured okay. with. Yeah. Okay. One of my recent Google searches was Victor Oladipo and Nicole Scherzinger, but I think I tried to figure out if they were dating or not. <laughs> <laughs> Any results? Nah. Aw. Yeah. I um just to mention. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger guesses Markel Fultz, which she ends up guessing again in the next episode. I just want to say she went here based off the MVP clues. Markel Fultz is one of the uh, first round, first pick of the NBA drafts that has happened in the last couple of years. And he's been a bit of a flop. He couldn't shoot to save his life and ended up getting traded as the number one pick. Got traded for near to nothing. And I just wanted to put that out there because an MVP he does not make. He has gotten better this year. He is looking a little bit promising, but he's a flop. He's not an MVP. Sorry, Nicole. Horrible guess. And then T-Pain guessed John Legend himself, which T-Pain, stop. But T-Pain's so cute. Sweet so baby T-Pain. Ken Jong is probably cute to somebody out there. <laughs> and his mama. <laughs> um no it's like but it's just he wasn't there the whole time he doesn't have the backstory that we do but someone needs to like who why do these judges believe this meta of if i'm that performer i'm gonna sing my own song and convince them that it's not me I'm just really excited for the day when that does happen. Like, bring it on season three. <laughs> if at this point, it's the thing that someone should try at least mm -hmm. once. Yeah. All right. Liana, do you have anywhere to be? Oh, because I have to flamingo. It's not fun when you do that. Liana. Ah, take that. Take that. Take that. I got you. I wait. What's the what do the kids say? I uh, I got your number. No, no. Is that kids in the 80s? <laughs> you mean the kids from the lepers performance <laughs> yeah with all the neon <laughs> yeah all right well i lost Sorry, my did chance I ruin it? you want to so, do it again wait hold on uh no i don't have anywhere to be not me neither that's why we're podcasting oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right laugh with us <laughs> <laughs> laugh with us everybody <laughs> it's just mean if you don't laugh <laughs> All right, Liana, you can, you can take, <laughs> stop. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to segue on a unicycle and it's not working because it's not a segue. 
<laughs> Could you have done that for anything? I feel like I'm trying to segue, but I'm on a bicycle because it's not a segue. Yeah, but the I wanted to pick a more difficult mode of transport. Oh. And the unicycle is probably the more difficult of the bunch. What do you think is the most difficult mode of transport? Unicycle? I just, yeah, the unicycle. What, what else could it be? I don't know. Like, uh... Like everything know. else is like there's a learn like obviously everything has a learning curve to it. So hypothetically, if you practice enough, you can succeed. But I imagine for the first time user, I feel like a unicycle is pretty tough to get a hold of. Yeah, it's a lot of core work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else is a lot of core work? Segwaying into the next performer. <laughs> and yeah, there you flamingo. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm a flamingo away for a sec and hand it over to you, Liana. Take take it away. Oh, me? Okay. Okay. Oh, man, I'm not prepared for this. Okay, so we open on the clue package where stuff happened. Uh, Then we move on (laughs) to the song. Okay, I did have stuff written down for the clue package. There were images of four birds, girl groups of four. So that's a thing. And she went from clueless to celebrated. Puya, what did you feel about the uh, clue package? Um, I thought what this did was you a, feel. How did you feel about it? Or what did you, I don't even. Oh, my God. This is too much pressure. <laughs> Nick, well, the way it. Nick Cannon says is, what did you make of the performance in the package? OK, <laughs> what did you make of the clues in the package? <laughs> I this was interesting. I had a lot more in this one than I did for the, the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, great. You did very well. You Fleming got it. It was good. Um, there was an old TV with a little bit of recap action going on. There was a cassette. Like you mentioned, the whole clueless to celebrated. There were a lot of like thumbs up likes on the screen. And then there were all these birds again. And then, you know, the whole like against other species, I need to step it up. It was it was good. It was good. But I got to say, like you we've talked about this a bunch of times at this point. I think for the next season, we will we know now that after the second clue package, we can pretty much mute and just watch them and maybe get something out of them because we're just getting a narrative and then we're getting a setup to the song well i will say no no no. but for like for the tree for example we picked up some clues later on that actually did end up being helpful so i think until you like have your guess like i would still pay attention note it <laughs> okay so um the song that the flamingo performs is go your own way by fleetwood mac and uh puya how did you feel about this performance I liked it. It was a performance. There was the whole like air flamingo thing at the beginning was cool. I like the whole like flight attendant airport motif thing that she had going on. I like that a lot. The lighting was great. Um, I thought the luggage dance was like a nice touch, but it was also too much luggage and it kind of crowded the stage a little too much. That was probably my one qualm with it was that the luggage was a lot, but it thematically fit and I'm all for making the theme fit with the motif and then make the motif fit with the performer and then make the performer fit with the song. So all in all, this was a production and I was here for it. Yeah, she is a production. Um, So first of all, I just want to say everybody is amazing. Okay. No one is bad. We are the final six of amazing performances. That being said, I do not think that this was the Flamingo's strongest performance. Mm -hmm. It felt like she was forcing it a little bit too much at times. um, Like vocally? Yeah, which felt Mm. very strained. And um, 
and it just I mean it wasn't I mean obviously no one can be Stevie Nicks but anyway um <laughs> the 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 backup dancers with the suitcases like that was very bizarre um <laughs> there were just it was so much luggage it was like yeah. you have to pay, think about how much they would have to pay now to bring all that luggage on a plane like, it was just so much luggage <laughs> of course you were bothered because you were thinking of the financials of it <laughs> like- it like costs money to bring like, yeah <laughs> especially depending on what airline they're flying <laughs> you know, I was like, oof, that's that's five hundred dollars. That's five. Oh my god, that's like over ten thousand oh dollars in luggage god. on the stage. <laughs> Just depends on how much they weigh. They're like, gonna be paying the overweight fee. I okay. Um, I liked the jumping. That the flamingo did. Rihanna, I just love the way her stop. costume moves when she jumps up and down. It's real cute. The last criticism I have, it was entirely too much pink because she just blended into the background. Like she needs a contrasting color for the back because all I saw was just a big old mess of pink. But like the pink panther is fun. Yeah. And that's all. Like, Going on a cruise is fun. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I thought I'm... we were talking about unrelated things. Sorry. Don't don't be shady. <laughs> Pink Panther's pink, and the Pink Panther animated series is, like, all pink. Okay, the Pink Power Rangers pink. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't (laughs) understand. Are you saying that there's no such thing as too much pink? No, I'm saying that that is valid, but also, like, I don't think it was as bad. Because, like, some of the pinks were different shades of pink. It was, like, a little purpley. Okay, well, maybe I just have a bad TV because it was just a whole mess of pink. Okay, it just all looked pink. Did your audio issue end up becoming yeah, a t- visual issue? <laughs> yeah, turn into a video issue. I just couldn't see the razzle dazzle. Oh, uh, and there was so much of that and pizzazz on this one. And tip top tier performances. Yeah. Laugh with us. Laugh with us. Okay, so let's move on to the judges' comments. Okay, so. Uh, there was stuff that happened with the judges mm-hmm. and the Flamingo said that she spent some couch time with you in 2013. Um, that is, and somebody found it, Jenny McCarthy. Apparently, they were like, she like interviewed her or something out uh, in 2013. So, Ah, mystery yeah. solved. I, w- was it in this episode where Jenny McCarthy did the whole, well, I've interviewed her, but I've talked to her many celebrities or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, stop that, talking. Like, okay, a little weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> calm down, Jenny McCarthy. You didn't reinvent interviews. Like, Jimmy Fallon's interviewed everybody. You don't see him brag about it. He just laughs at literally anything that happens. <laughs> you would be the type of guy that would be like, laugh with me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, are you, are you a Jimmy Fallon or a Jimmy Fallon and Liana? Oh, God. I hope not. Which one? Wait, well, which one what? You hope not. Which one? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who, what were the guesses the judges made, Liana? Well, Jenny guessed Adrian Bailone. Mm-hmm. Bailone. How do you say your last name? I think it's Bailone. Um, which was correct, as we... Well- hopefully we'll find out one <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I like really feel like that's the case. No, I know. Um, Ken actually had a decent-ish guess with Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. And then Nicole Scherzinger and Robin Thicke also made guesses. Yeah, well, so. uh, Robin Thicke said Fantasia Barino. Oh, from, yeah, that's uh, why I didn't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, uh, the, the, the Ken-Hillary Duff guess reminded me of when I thought Ashley Simpson was on this show. Earlier yes. in the season, mm-hmm. remember that? What a trip! 
Oh my God. Okay. I don't mean to do a Ken Jong thing right now, oh, but no. okay. We have a contestant on the show called Thingamajig. Ashley Simpson once did a jig to get off of Saturday Night Live when she messed up the lip syncing performance that was supposed to be live singing. <laughs> Therefore, welcome to the show, Ashley Simpson. See, it's not that hard. I could be Ken Jong. I mean, I wouldn't want to be, the but I The bar is set pretty low. I, that's true. That's very true. Although, you know what? I will say in the second episode, there were a couple times he did make me laugh, which reminded me, just drop the stupid shtick, and then I would be okay with him staying. That is a very wrong observation, Liana. How well dare done. you? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I felt similarly. There are glimpses, moments, fleeting moments, not Fleetwood Max, that Ken does say something funny or react in a good, fun manner. Mm-hmm. Those are great. The fact that the episode harped on him saying the same five things and the judges were in on it now and the audience was in on it now. It's hopefully become one of those things where it's now in the forefront. And that's why I was kind of taking it on the chin for this episode and the next episode of like, okay, they're going to beat it to death and then we're not going to see this again or it's going to get minimalized because it has to. There's no way they can sustain this by having him do the same five things every episode. Yeah, it it must die. (laughs) For sure. For like, like, um, uh, What's that movie? John Tucker. It must die. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good movie. I really it was like good. That movie. It was fun. I remember <laughs> yeah, watching good. that. It was a good time. Yeah. Christina Milian was in it and she would be a good mass singer performer. Just putting that out there. Wasn't she also in one of those dancing movies? Honey. She was in Honey. That's right. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And she's an artist. So she, we know she'd have the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's branch on out and talk about our next performer, the tree. <laughs> I think I just, I think you used that last time. No, I said let's make like a tree and leaf. Yeah, leaf. No, it's branch out. You know what? You are right. I did use that one. Okay. Well, times. we can make like a tree and leaf because we've got no flamingo. No, <laughs> we have to flamingo. We don't have to flamingo. Ah! Oh my god! I also tried to say something at work today, and I just like could- I did that. I just couldn't get the words out, and eventually I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day. All right, can you um take over again? I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Sure, sure, sure. I guess I'll I'll spruce it up. Ah, uh, hey, we used up all our tree puns last episode. Not all of them. No, that was a new one. Well, I used them up. Okay. Well. I'll I'll bark this next bit. Um, so the tree comes out to a clue package of I'm always hedging my bets to go home. It can get a little lonely underneath this mask. I miss my friends, which I was like, wait, is this your goodbye confessional? Like, why are you saying all these things? It mm-hmm. kind of felt sad. Like it was like a swan song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know my loved ones are here in spirit. There were cheerleaders. There were pillow fights. Um, not a lot of it connected for me but i had felt pretty strongly that we knew it was anagasar from previous packages so i kind of i feel like i got to this point where because i'm so certain i wasn't paying attention if i didn't understand them so if there's anything you noticed in the clue package that i'm missing out let me know no i don't however i do have to complain about the little inserts of the judges during the clue packages and they're just like really stupid comments and this (laughs) one particularly got me because it was like I can't remember exactly what showed up on screen, but then Nicole and T-Pain like Nicole goes cheers 
cheerleaders? And T-Pain oh, goes, is that somebody from Cheers? And I was yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> I don't want these little inserts anymore. They just like, mm, go away. I just want to smush them down. So I would be very happy if they stopped doing that. It's not going to happen, but here we are. Where everybody knows your name. Which, by the way, to us, to just run it back for a second. So when that happened, the whole cheerleaders to cheers thing, I was Mm -hmm. like, wait. And then because immediately I hear cheers and I hear that part where everybody knows your name. And then I'm like, wait, is it called cheers? Because wait, cheerleaders chant out things. Is that why they know your name? And I just sat there for a second like. Wait, why am I making a mountain out of a molehill here? I'm pretty sure cheerleaders and cheers have no correlation, but it was fun to think about because I thought there could be some connective tissue there. It reminds me like our shower thoughts. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty Is that much. Why they everybody knows your name? <laughs> <laughs> Are they cheersing your name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the tree, after all this um, shenanigans with the clue package and the swan song, comes out and performs Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga. As far as this performance went, I liked the background. There were only two backup dancers, which I loved. I feel like we're getting to, like, I've talked about how much I love a performance, but if it's too much and it's overshadowing you and I'm noticing them more than you and they're not even matching your song and your theme, I'm out. Two backup dancers, they were great. It was a good enough match. The voice was amazing. This was one of the better vocal performances of the night. The only thing I wrote down in my notes that were negative was that the tree can't dance, which is probably the only issue I have with the tree. Everything else was great to me. So it made the decision later in the night a little bit of a surprise for me because I genuinely did not think that was going to happen. The tree is someone who went from me not really knowing how I where I stood to being like the tree could win it all. Like, it could really happen. So I was yeah. confused. Yeah, I, I was also really, really disappointed that the tree went home this episode because I thought this was my second favorite performance of the whole night. I loved the her doing this song. I thought it was a great, bold choice. And it was a little bit of a risk to do this. But mm. I thought that she pulled it off really well. I mean, there were some shaky parts, but I think the amazing parts really outweighed um, that because I felt like it really built. It had hills and valleys. It was just fun to listen to and fun to watch. Plus, I always associate the song now with the RuPaul's Drag Race finale and one of my favorite lip sync performances of all time. So this was like really, really great to see. And I'm devastated that the tree went this episode, like really upset. Also, apparently, if I choose to root for anybody, they go home. So I'm a little worried for the Rottweiler now because the Rottweiler is my current favorite of this final three, I think. So. uh, So, yeah. Don't put the curse on the rock. I know. I think it might be. Well, I think as long as I don't do the chant, because I tweeted at the very beginning of the episode, like (laughs) so excited to watch the episode tree, tree, tree. And then, of course, the tree goes home. Um, So here we are. So as long long as I don't tweet like woof, 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 and then put like a picture of a dog or whatever, an emoji of a dog, I think the Rottweiler will be okay. I was just going to say the fact that the Rottweiler has more than one syllable probably helps. Yeah, well, so, okay, woof, woof, woof is pretty good. It is, but it's also not as name. So the maybe tech on the technicality, the jinx might, the curse might uh, not work. I guess I could only do it for the fox, 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 right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, the well, if I wanted fl- to sabotage the fox, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which apparently your your audio broadcast wanted you to. Yeah, apparently. So, 
Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Um, as far as the uh, the judges went, again, the tree has shared a stage and a standing O with one of them. Ew. Robin Thicke said Rachel Ray. Uh, Ken Jong went with Liana. Can you help me with the pronunciation? Because I wrote it down and I know I wrote it all wrong. No, oh, I didn't write it down. The only thing I wrote down was that T Pain getting into it, doing <laughs> Ken Jong's thing with the whole like Mariah Carey and soup references. Also, was this when they did all the soup references? Yeah, all I want for Christmas is soup. Because oh, this is where Ken Jong said it's Mariah Carey. That was I was like, this is a B and B crossover. There's so much soup here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got into it a little bit on Twitter of like, what could the soups be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all fun times and games. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Who? The Rottweiler oh. did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay. <laughs> but who? 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 Man, the Baja men are like totally still relevant, right? No, if anything, they are super canceled. Wait, why they got canceled? No, I don't think so, but I feel I'm pretty sure this song is canceled. Why is the song canceled? Because of what the song is about. It's about dogs. It is Liana. Oh, I figured it out. It's about oh. unattractive people. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I thought it was like. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Did it's you just canceled. find this out on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That is, yeah, when I found this out, I was scarred. I was like, you know how many musical chairs at birthday parties have had this song in the background in my life? <laughs> many. Yeah, the lyrics. Okay, lyrics are about disrespectful men who hit on women at a party. Yes. So, they canceled. Okay. All right. Now that makes me feel very bad about using that as a segue. Yeah, you can't so, make that joke anymore. Yeah. So, you know don't, what? Do not laugh with him. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh with me, everybody. Don't do it. Um, so I'm going to put myself on a leash and take a step back. I don't want to rub my nose in it. It's the Rottweiler. <laughs> okay. So the Rottweiler is a Zen dog. We learn a lot about the Rottweiler's meditating tendencies. The Rottweiler's into the zenness, and there are a bunch of baby dogs in the clue package, and there were a bunch of presents, and they were like zooming in on these presents. Um, and I think what that means, as far as the clue packages go, Liana, is that the Rottweiler is a gift because the performance of Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi was my favorite performance of the entire season, maybe of the entire show. I am not embarrassed to admit, I felt I was getting choked up. It was perfect. And there was no razzle-dazzle, minimal backgrounds, just strong voice. And it was my favorite of anything that I've seen on that stage so far. Okay, this is when it, I think it clicked for me that I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I, 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 I was like, I can see it now. I think it was a combination of this and it was a combination of I actually paid attention for this clue package because once they started doing yoga and talking about meditation and stuff, I was like, hey, ah, that's me because I'm so incredibly high strung. I have to do something to like mellow me out. And so doing yoga and meditation puts me at like just 
kind of high strung. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so I was like, oh yeah, okay. I like that. I can buy into this. And then like you said, oh my gosh. I mean, the performance was just, wow, just outstanding. Like, yeah, I mean, just him singing with the mic, very like, what was the T-Pain, what was the song that T-Pain did? Um, uh, shoot, I have it. And it is a Sam Smith song. Oh, stay with me. Yes. Oh, this was like his stay with me moment. I think Mm. I like T-Pain's better, but you know. Bias. I know, I know, I know. But you're biased to the Rottweilers, so it's fine. Um, The roses in the background were so pretty. It Mm -hmm. really complimented, I mean, his vocal performance. Uh, Amazing. This is is when I was like, okay, the Rottweiler's going to win. Because it was very, very monster, very T-Pain, and just all around an amazing job. Yes. And I feel like we've seen it all now from the Rottweiler. Literally everything. The one thing I do want to say, though, to me, it's pretty funny. The stark contrast between the song choices of the Rottweiler, the voice of the Rottweiler, the soul of the Rottweiler, and then the costume of the Rottweiler, which is this like puffer jacket and like this like really cool like just like this really like swagger dog like it's just odd you know yeah they gave monster (laughs) different outfits like i'm actually amazed they're not doing that more i wonder if like i don't and i don't remember if we have got this answer but i wonder if that was just creative direction that's up to them and the monster wanted those changes because we've seen the fox do parachute pants Mm. or like the hammer pants once right yeah yeah, yeah no you're right it is possible. So I feel like I got to imagine they get to pick and choose because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't know. Maybe it's just up to you. Just just it do, that doesn't even take away an ounce. I've, no, I think because they filmed so many so quickly, they didn't have time to do any of the alterations to the costumes, especially like we were talking about how if Jenny McCarthy doesn't have time to take off that horrible eyeshadow, mm, then they definitely don't have time Fair. to put Rottweiler in a different costume. No, 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 that's very fair. That's very fair. And like they because like if they're trying to do that, then they would also try and have a new look every time, like the the host and the judges and everybody. Exactly. So that totally tracks. Okay. Very good. Very good. As far as the um the comments and such, uh Nicole said this was the most honest and vulnerable performance from you and on the stage. And I was like, Yep, I'm with you there. One hundred percent with you there. Yeah, keep um, it one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I just had to check in. Uh, the Rottweiler's big clue was, I have been on the same list as one of you, and it wasn't people's sexiest man alive. Sorry, Ken. Great dig at Ken. Great humor. Still showing us in the midst of all that emotion that, hey, I'm funny too. And I'm zen. And I can rock out. And I can sing. And I've got swagger. I've got it all. Yeah, so um, I also liked T-Pain's line here when he was like, is it prison related? I've been on a lot of those lists. <laughs> so you go, sweet baby T-Pain. Theodore Payne. Is that his first name? No. Oh my God, of course not. <laughs> like Payne would be his last name. Yeah. Wait, and what Payne's is T-Pain's real I name? Am. T-Pain real name. Is? Ah. Fahim. Oh, yes. Okay. That's not. What's his last name? Um, N-A-J-M. How do you pronounce that? Najm. Yeah. Okay. Which is a star in Arabic. Oh, that's cool. Because he is a star. 
Yeah. He's a super nation. Mm-hmm. That's superstar. Yeah. In I, translation. <laughs> thanks. I got that. <laughs> but you know oh, what yeah. we didn't get was good guesses from the judges for the Rottweiler. Because yeah. they have no idea who the Rottweiler is, which is incredible. I honestly am shocked. Especially after this performance, because this was the most Chris Daughtry performance we've had so far. This was his voice in every American Idol week I've seen him perform in. This is his voice in every Daughtry song I've heard. So this was all him. I couldn't believe they didn't get it. Darren Chris was Robin Thicks. Jared Leto was Nicole Scherzinger's. Ken John went with Bow Wow. Yeah, I mean, clearly they haven't watched American Idol. Which I don't know, because like Fantasia was guessed by Robin Thicke, you know? Like, I'm not expecting them to know who won his season, which was Taylor Hicks, by the way. Where is he? No one knows. Um, but Chris Daughtry's here to win. And, you know, I, I do think he's going to win. I think after he's the front runner. And I don't think I think there's a big gap now between him and the rest. I do feel like everyone's a strong performer. But after this one performance, I thought it's over for the rest of you. We might as well call Curtin now. Yeah. Man, what an upset it would be if you lost in the final three. I, I don't think my heart could handle it. Yeah. I mean, if. Okay. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about who who's has chances to win and all that later. Okay. Um, We get to the vote reveal and we've already talked about this. The tree. The tree is out. Um, I have to ask you, who would you have picked? Because I think both of us did not think the tree and I don't think both of us thought the tree should have been the one to go. Yeah, so, okay, so I made my rankings, uh, well, initially based on the Fox's terrible performance. I thought the Fox should have gone. Turns out that was just an audio issue. Thanks, Fox. Not the performer, but the broadcasting company. Um, So I think I had my rankings as Rottweiler, Tree, Fox, Mm -hmm. then Thingamajig. I didn't like the Flamingo's performance. So I thought it could have been either Thingamajig, Flamingo, or Leopard that could have gone. Probably, honestly, leaning towards Leopard just based on the previous week's performances. Or Thingamajig, because Thingamajig had hit a rough patch, but this song was like real good. But yeah. you could also, I could see getting rid of Thingamajig for like, oh, we don't see a lot of variety. I mean, not that that is necessarily a requirement to win, but it could be a negative criticism that you could use to send them home. So, yeah, I think it would have been one of those three for me, probably, but not the tree. I was mm. I was like, I could not be, I could not believe. I thought it was I did think the tree was bottom three um, it's my power rankings personally, but it was it was with uh, Flamingo and the leopard and i thought that the tree was in a solid fourth place right. out of six so it shouldn't have been Ugh. the uh the uh the tree but Rob it was yes the tree oh yeah robbed justice for tree <laughs> tree tree Tree, tree. Also, oh, okay. Justice for Tree. Go buy Anna Gasteyer's new album, Sugar and Booze. Which, oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna do a Christmas theme episode next week, and we got rid of our freaking tree. <laughs> Who does that? Like, oh, okay, no, it's a week before Christmas. Let's go take the tree we already decorated and toss it out on the lawn, back where it belongs. Well, we we needed a tree for for the. Oh yeah, I guess then for? the tree should be there. No, what fur? Fur, well, fur, for fur, whatever. It's fur. not important. Anyway, <laughs> that was a bad attempt at a pun. Um, anyway, very disappointing. But yes, her new holiday album, Sugar and Booze, uh, looks great, sounds great. 
Tastes Check sweet. it out. Gets you drunk. Do it. <laughs> Laugh with her. Laugh. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. so we all know that that was some BS, but now we're moving into the final five, right, Puya? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is uh, the semifinals, which I've never seen a semifinal be five and not four, but it's fine. It's okay. It's no problem because we are the mass singer and we do things differently. But before we slide into that um, special holiday edition of the mass singer, we're going to take a quick pause, get some words in from some sponsors. And now we're back like the opposite of front. And we're going to talk about episode 11 and some holiday renditions and musings. Happy holidays to everybody, by the way. It is a little early, but they did it early, so I'm wishing it to you early. Also, they filmed it way early. This was like filmed in the summer. Can you imagine? They're like all out there in their holiday sweaters, and it's like June. (laughs) The only person that had a Christmas sweater ready to go in the dead of summer was Ken Jeong. You get it, Ken Jeong. (laughs) No one else was ready, um, except for some of the performers. But alas, we get the, uh, the Secret Service people bring out the man that is known as Nick Cannon, a.k.a. the letter L. Um, he comes out in this, like, Santa-looking cape, but then he's wearing a full, like, regular tuxedo. It's like, that's not festive, that's not Christmas, but his shoes were a very bright color of red. So oh, I, really? I'll give him that. Oh, I didn't yeah. even notice. Yeah, Cannon, the red-shoed host, here. <laughs> <laughs> Had some very shiny shoes. His shoes cost him two million. <laughs> I, I can't. And he's a very average host. No. Yes. You have to run with shoes. Uh, Boots. And he will read the clues. Oh, that's good. The news. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just wants to stay on top of world events. Welcome to the seven o'clock news. I am your host, Nick, the letter L cannon. No, why did no? I will explain why he's the letter out later. Okay. Yeah, a little bit for later. But you know what channel has the news on it? Fox. Speaking of Fox, the Fox was the first one to perform here again. We're two for two on the Fox opening the show, opening the episodes this week. He is uh, now the opener, as it uh, is known. And uh, before we get into that, no T-Pain this episode. Kind of bummed me out. I really thought we were going to get a double dose of the tea pain. So I was in pain with no tea. The tea was silent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I had to continue introing. So, yeah, the fox. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> it was just that good is what you're saying. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. So the fox talks about performing as a character using my voice and how that's not really what I'm used to performing as a character using my voice because I feel like. He performs using other things aside from its voice. And then there was the big clue that I got was the piano with candlelight. And then there were red velvety looking curtains in the background. It looked very similar to the same piano and red velvet curtain that Laura Hall would sit on on the set of Whose Line Is It Anyway? So that was a great clue uh, to confirm that it's Wayne Brady. And then there was the card that said Richard. I did not make any sense of that one. And then there was a blue gift box that was like zoomed in on. Didn't really make sense of that one either. And then this um, opportunity connected all the parts for the Fox. So the Fox has now done 
all the things um, is what I took from that. <laughs> and the mask has been the great equalizer. Just like a little bit of like open to interpretation. You're like, I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure it's still Wayne Brady. Yeah, it's like a very unsure recap of all the things we saw, but uh-huh. I don't feel confident enough, but I'm also not going to rob and thicket and clap after it. So I'm using this tone of voice to convey mystery. That's very mysterious. I am just, wow. <laughs> what is this, a murder mystery? Okay. Uh, so my concern was as soon as the song started playing, I was like, crap, they're all going to be Christmas songs. I am not ready for this. Um, thankfully, not all the performances were Christmas songs. I thought the Fox's rendition of This Christmas by Donny Hathaway was fine. It was, I liked it better than the original. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, but tell I also, me more. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I have been listening to Christmas music on repeat for the last 12 days. Um, <gasps> like the 12 we, days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's like your that, favorite. That is definitely. That song slaps, man. Yeah, yeah totally slaps. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give your like uh, loose five on, uh, <laughs> on <laughs> loose. Christmas. Yeah. It's not a tight five. It's a loose five because you just ramble for a while about how bad Christmas music is. It's like me talking about my <laughs> devices playing 21 pilots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because, you know, I didn't grow up with Christmas music. And I think it's something that other people have and it's part of the experience now so i don't want to ruin the experience for everybody but is you know hearing my razzle ramble Mm -hmm. that's not what we're here for i will say i don't like the 12 days one but that's another thing but basically what i'm trying to say my too long didn't read version is i've been hearing christmas music on a loop for the last 12 days at work for about eight hours a day and this was my favorite christmas song i've heard so far so that was a great yeah, you should get your work to put it. on the Wayne Brady version. That would be great. Like, hey, can you uh, can you put this one on? This one's really good. They have improved because before um, we used to have the same eight songs and it was the same exact eight or nine renditions of that song. So it's like every song's original, let's say. Mm-hmm. And it was that on a loop. Now it's like from when I get to work at 630 until about like 11, it's those songs. Mm-hmm. And then at 11, because I guess they, they're like, okay, so like we need a more like, you know, different vibe. It's like pop versions of the Christmas songs and rock versions of the Christmas songs and like a jazz version of the Christmas song. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a vibe. It's yeah, a vibe. Tell them to buy Anna Gasteyer's Sugar and Booze holiday album. I should. There okay. are like, there's Bieber songs. There's the, there's the, Sorry. what's his name? Um, uh, CeeLo Green. His <gasps> song is CeeLo in there. CeeLo Green has a Christmas song. Yeah. He does a version of All I Want for Christmas is You. Ah. Yeah. That's the version out. we get at work. We don't cool. get the Mariah one. Wow. <laughs> wow. What are you, yeah. Owen Wilson? Wow. <laughs> Fascinating, Puya. Wow. Wow. All right. Where was we? <laughs> where we where was, was we? We, we was, was talking, about- talking about the Fox's performance. <laughs> the Swan thing was cool, and I wrote that it was fine. Oh, so sweet. I liked so yeah, I liked the music box at the start and the fox winding it up. That was fun. Um the snowflake decor was good. There was only one backup dancer and it was the dancer in the music box, so that kind of worked perfectly. And then there was a 
like a headpiece on the fox. This is where some some of the I think all the performances added a little bit of a Christmas element to their costume, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a mistletoe headpiece, like a berry. I couldn't tell what it was exactly. Yeah, they, it was like um, poinsettia leaves with like some holly berries and maybe some mistletoe. I don't know. Oh, my God. You know what that reminds me of? OK, so mm. the entryway into my building at work must have gotten some amazing deal on poinsettias because there are just poinsettias everywhere. <laughs> it's like walking through a forest of poinsettias every morning. It is completely overwhelming and definitely unnecessary. So you like it or you don't like it? I hate it. <laughs> It's awful. There's so many of them. Why do they need so many poinsettias? Would you like to give your loose five on the poinsettias? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the judges. You know what I would like, though, in my building? If it snowed indoors, which it did at the Fox's performance. That was really a really cool touch. I really liked seeing snow fall upon the Fox, which I know is fake snow. But that was a nice touch, and I enjoyed that. What I'm trying to say is it was a good performance, given that it was a Christmas song, and it was still done in a unique Fox way. So two thumbs up from this host. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So then we move on to the judges, and then some stuff happened, and then they bring out a picture of Joey Fatone with a neck brace. Was yeah. there something off about that costume? Right, the rabbit costume. Did, it was. It was like missing a piece. I didn't. So I didn't focus on that. I fo- the minute I saw Joey Fatone, I instantly knew why the clue was what it was. Oh, explain. So Joey Fatone and Wayne Brady grew up together. They've been what? friends for a long time. For real. And yeah, yeah, for real, for real. And then Joy Fatone has a podcast and he's talked about his experiences on The Masked Singer on there with Wayne Brady. So, oh. yeah, and that was in the last like year. So, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's why the that's why the Fox mentioned Rabbit came to my foxhole. He said I'd have good fortune because they've talked about this before. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Look at that. Me being a detective. You're just like Dean. No, Dean is just like me. Right. But okay. like a like a B-Tech version of me. Okay, well, Detective Puya doesn't really have the same ring to it. Because it's not it's not a double D scenario. <laughs> there. Yep. Yeah, okay. like okay. Detective like a- and Dean, they they're D and D. But then it's a I'm not going to say the next one. So, um uh, Jenny McCarthy was moved by this performance. And Uh the stage presence. So that was a thing that was said. Um, And then my favorite part of this whole thing was when Ken got up to do his stupid shtick and the fox laid on the floor and pretended to sleep. I think the fox should win just on that alone. That was great. Yeah, that was pretty great. Okay, how about Private Eye Puya? Hey, that's good. Yeah. Good old, good old PEP. A little bit of pep in my step. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you hang up on me? Yeah, no, sorry. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Oh, it's investigators with an I. That'd be Pip. That's not as good. Okay, yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, yeah, what? I just got excited because of I. I because you thought private eye invest private eye. Oh, private eye, not private eye. Yeah, yeah. So P E P Pep in my step. That okay. works. I was like, investigators is spelled with an I, but then I got confused because, well, whatever. It's not important. So then would you be liaison Liana? Sure. I guess. 
I don't want to be a, and I don't want to do this with you. Do what? You work alone. You're a lone uh, wolf. No, are you deciding for me? Yeah, I'm deciding your narrative for you. No, no, no. You're my sidekick. Liaison oh, Liana. I'm your sidekick. Well, I you would you like to be the starring character? No, I don't want to be on this show. I, I don't either. You made me a private. Eye. I didn't manage to die. <laughs> so then. The guesses happened, and Ken Jong said Jamie Foxx. Are you surprised? No, of course you're not. Robin Thicke said Wayne Brady. Surprised? No, you're not surprised. Jenny McCarthy said Tyrese Gibson. And that's all we had. So the Fox put himself to sleep. We're going to say goodnight at the Fox, and then Zoom, we got to take the dog outside for a walk. We're going to go for a walk with the Rottweiler. Don't eat the yellow snow. Get it? Because it snowed when the the fox. It's fake snow, though. But yeah, and yeah. you're are you warning us as a collective people listening yeah. to you now, or the the Rottweiler, aka the dog? No, everybody, don't eat yellow snow. That's a that's a good pro tip. Yes, yeah. so is that a life hack of yours? Pro tip: Don't eat yellow snow. All right, we good. All right, so okay, I actually have some comments about this clue package from the Rottweiler. Okay. Was Chris Daughtry stoned when he recorded this? Because no energy. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I'm loving it. I don't want it to end. He was just like there. He's just really zen, man. He's just he was so zen from the last clue package that he just wow. Yeah. He's just he's just a comp you know, he had a good a good yoga sesh, a little bit of meditation. And then he was just chilling. And then they're like, hey, we need to record now. He's like, oh, all right, man, I'll be there in a sec. And he got there and he's like, just happy, but like calm. Okay. I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. It was just very bizarre. It stood out to me. And I don't yeah. even pay attention. Right. <laughs> so the fact that it stood out and I was not paying attention, I mean, then that must be pretty significant. Yes. Hmm. Yes. That's a good observation, because I also did notice the low energy, but I didn't think much of it, if that makes sense. You're welcome, Private Eye Puya Liaison Liana's here to take care of it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so the song. <laughs> I, yeah, so wait, the clue package. So um, there were I, I noticed four kids um, or like grown adults pretending to be kids and then a passport i didn't like was that you know what we'll talk about a bunch of these clues but like at this point i don't trust any of these clues um the fact that we'll talk the the fact that the bat in seals clue package was because kiss from a rose is from the batman forever soundtrack like what is this password going to be Ooh, this is because daughtry toured internationally like that anyone could have done that I have a passport. I've I've been international. I've been to like a couple countries. Am I? Does a little board of passport get you to me? Yeah, this is the bat all over again from um, Kelly yeah. Osborne's package. What a disaster. Double bat. The yeah, same- and it was the same baseball bat. What is it with them and baseball bats? Did they just have like thousands of baseball bats lying around the studio and they were like, well, we got to do something with these. Okay, whoever can come up with the most tenuous connection between baseball bats and our contestants gets a prize. (laughs) See, next season, when Rachel Ray is in the show, they're going to have a bat and it's going to be like the bat represented cake batter, which Rachel Ray has once used to make cake. 
Oh, it's so bad. Also, by the way, did we ever settle on the whole like um what's that thing? Uh Majig? Super Bowl. No, the Super Bowl performances. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we basically figured out that if you were within the stadium like borders, no, I mean, you count. I know, but like did we actually count it out? Well, we'll Ooh. do that later. We'll do that off air for the finale because it's going to take us a while. <laughs> yeah, crunch some of those numbers and we'll see. I mean, at this point, we know who's who. So if we just click yeah. on the wiki and like search, we'll find it. Okay, let's crunch so, them numbers. We'll crunch. I mean, not we'll now. I'll pull the um up because I'll pull the the we had the stat sheet of like all the stuff they had advertised and then we can see how many we've connected. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right. So the performance. first performance of the night, Liana, that does not have a Christmas song mm-hmm. breaks the barrier. Cause I really thought we were going to go down the Christmas Avenue and it was Mr. Brightside by the killers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, I love the killers. Um, so this was, I was very excited. Um, it also looked like the Rottweiler had a different shirt on. Like maybe he was wearing a Christmas sweater, but yeah, it was a, it was a deer. It was like a okay. Rudolph sweater shirt, almost basketball Jersey looking thing to me. Okay. Yeah. That's why I thought it was too. I thought it was basketball Jersey and I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And a Santa hat and a Santa hat. And a Santa hat. Yes. Um, but uh, I mean, this was just a really great version. I mean, he's such an amazing singer and the vibrato is just that texture. You can feel it in your ears. I don't know if that's a thing. That's how I feel. And um, and continue to solidify for me that I feel like the Rottweiler is going to win this thing. Yeah, I felt pretty strongly after this performance, even more than the night before. So I just think the Rottweiler has set himself apart. Mm-hmm. And it's this is a this is a throne made for the Rottweiler, mm-hmm. and it's his for someone else to steal. Is how I feel. This was a great version of the song to me. Again, it's funny because I still look at that like jacket that the Rottweiler wears. I'm like, you look so cool, and I would never expect someone wearing those clothes to sound the way you do. But you sound amazing, and I just love the Rottweiler. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the um, the judges talking about the Rottweiler, they said you brought the house down and the Rottweiler brought a gift like everyone did this time around. And it's a Christmas card from the Rottweiler. And the Rottweiler's like, handmade is better than store-bought, so I made you guys a card. And it looked like a kid wrote it and drew it, which was a big room. Like, we've walked away from what it was last time when last time the Rottweiler drew a thing, it looked amazing. This looked like the Rottweiler drew with his left hand. Yeah, it was uh, much less, um, uh, yeah, lower caliber, I will say for sure. My favorite part was though, and it was like, oh, he wrote us a letter. And I was like, he didn't write you a letter. It's got like 13 words on it. I mean, I guess maybe it could be defined, but yeah, it was a holiday card. This is not a letter. <laughs> Come really on. stretching the word count. <laughs> apparently, on that. yeah, I have like very strict definitions apparently <laughs> of what constitutes a letter, and that was not a letter. <laughs> you lied to us all. Dare they? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So, Thingamajig. Yes. All right. Yeah. The, the guesses really don't matter. Honestly. <laughs> At this point. Wait, yeah. Well, unless unless somebody like because okay, so everybody's been guessed correctly, right? Except for the Rottweiler. He's the only one that we haven't heard his name brought up once. Right. Because so, because Ken, of all people, gets Victor Oladipo in this next 
yeah. for this next performance. Yeah. Ken hits one. You know, they say the odds of you striking lightning are very rare. No, you don't strike lightning. Lightning, lightning strikes, strikes you. you. <laughs> In Soviet <laughs> Russia, The odds of me you. striking lightning are very, very, very low, as in zero. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'll so, punch that lightning bolt. Take that yeah, lightning. See, then the reference stands because I think it's more likely for... Yes. It's more unlikely for Ken right. because of his stupid Yes, guesses, it is right? more likely that I will get hit by lightning than... Lightning. No, lightning. lightning will hit me, then I will hit lightning. <laughs> yes. Okay. Unless you're Chuck Norris, I think. Is oh, that a joke true. people still make? Oh, or is that like I don't think no no no. People definitely don't still make it. Also, I have a Chuck Norris story, I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll uh well wait. Wait, I was gonna tell you something. But I'll just Majig you a thing. Okay, clue package time for the thingamajig. <laughs> really running low on these. Good thing the finale. Yeah, I was going to say, good thing. And also the thingamajig's gone, so we only really need transitions like three more. <laughs> I just needed a segue, Majig. Ah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Obstacles and adversity, key to the American dream. We saw, okay, ooh, you know what? So you know how when they showed the, the, the constellation and they were trying to figure out what it was and someone said Taurus mm-hmm. and then the next picture was like a knee brace. And all I was thinking was, oh, my God, he tore his knee. It's him. It's 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 Victor. Oladipo. Oh. It's because it's his injury. And the Taurus is tore his knee. And I thought that was cool. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's where my mind went. OK, so let's see. Taurus is mm, April 20th to May 21st. When was Victor Oladipo born? Um, birth date, birth uh, May fourth. So technically, that falls. He is a Taurus, is his astrological sign. But I like your version better. So let's go with that instead. All right, sounds good. Well, he tore his knee. Yeah, that's okay. good. <laughs> and we swiftly go back into a little bit of Christmas music here. Uh, we got Winter Wonderland by Bing Crosby, but it's like a reggae type version mm-hmm. of the song i like that um what i didn't like was the weird backup dancers that looked like hipsters just playing in the snow did not dig that vibe that was weird um because like two of them were snowball fighting and then two of them were like in love and dancing together i was like um can you just all simmer down oh yeah like, no they were telling like a whole story back there i hear that that's <laughs> the new plot of the love actually sequel <laughs> Oh, there were so many of them, too. Like, go away. Um, I liked the song as well, but I totally agree with you with the background dancer. It's like, get yeah. out of here. It was such an eyesore. It was just too much going on. None of it matched the thingamajig's movements at all. They didn't. And the, the worst part is at the ending, when, like, the thingamajig is, like, singing in the direction of the girl, and then the guy that the, the girl's been dancing with, like, stands in between them, looks at the thingamajig, and, like, looks at the girl, and then starts getting all riled up. I'm like, oh, is this, like, a love triangle? Because mm-hmm. I didn't get that. All I got is this guy yelling at the thingamajig while the thingamajig's giving me soul. So, what is that all about? It was very all over the place. Yeah. Um, but but if you go back and you close your eyes, it's great. Yeah. See, this is like uh, this is the pizzazz, not the razzle dazzle, right? Or is it the other way around? 
This is the the no 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 Zaz. Yeah. 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 So uh yeah, I mean I thought this was a good performance from uh from the thing Majig fit his voice and like you said the reggae-ish version was kind of cool. Um mm. so yeah, I was here for it. It was good. Yeah. I feel I feel like it was okay. I'll I'll give it an okay. Um the judges um, had things to say, of course. Robin Thicke said, you brought your A game, which, again, I think we just don't need to hear from the judges because they're just going to give compliments. And we're never going to hear any, you know, negative things, which I don't expect them to. But also, you can't say everything's amazing. You really can't. Um, and also, they kept telling everyone, like, you're in the finals. I can totally see you in the finals. Like, you solidified your place. You're fighting for it. You've got heart. You, you're clawing your way there. So it was just a lot of the samey, samey going on. And then the gift that the, um, is everything okay? Sorry, I'm reading Chuck Norris jokes. Chuck Norris makes onions cry. Chuck Norris can believe it's not butter. <laughs> you know what else Chuck Norris would do? Divide by zero. Okay, well. Cut a knife with butter. Drown a fish. <laughs> Liana, close that tab. <laughs> Chuck Norris can find the end of a circle. Okay, so I found the answer to my earlier question of do people still make Chuck Norris jokes? You said no, but you make Chuck Norris jokes. I found a really old looking web page. <laughs> so I don't I do not think people make uh, make those jokes. You know what else is an older thing that you know looks old looking? Uh oh. Indiana Jones. And the gift that the thingamajig presented the um, judges was an Indiana Jones looking hat and whip. And he plays for the Indiana Pacers. So I thought that was good. And then that is a connection that Ken Jong used to make the Victor Oladipo uh, guess. Very, very good. One thing I wanted to ask you, though, is, you know, so when they were rolling these gifts out, first of all, I'm really sorry that you didn't get your instrumental number. 284 with the gift rollout. I know you were looking forward to I that. Was, I was not going to lie. And they were like, all right, we're going to bring out a gift from it. I was like, yeah, the gift music. Like, woo. And then it was some Christmassy music. It's like, well, that's some shenanigans. <laughs> and you said shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes. The gifts came with a tag, not on the gift, but on the screen. We got like a little animation that said to the panelists from blank so the first two were you know standard fare from mr fox from rottweiler this one said from jiggy who's jiggy thingamajig oh jiggy got it so do you like the nickname jiggy i do not but can we get jiggy (laughs) with it how about next season someone else comes to the show and performs as Jiggy Azalea. <laughs> Mine was somehow better, but also worse. Yeah, I thought I could top it, but I think we ended up on the same level. Uh-huh, okay. All right, exit Majig. So, Victor Oladipo is what Ken Jong said, like we talked to, but I wanted to talk about this. So, the question that I've been asking was finally asked. Where when Nicole started saying, well, we've guessed Dennis Rodman and Nick Cannon said, Nicole, would you date Dennis Rodman? And everyone was quiet. Everyone was quiet. You'd be surprised to find out that Ken Jong was in the same room 
because there was just silence. Mm-hmm. And then there were like some jokes made about Nicole also being into the monster and then now into the thingamajig. And then there's like a correlation. And then I thought, oh, my God, is Nicole Scherzinger the Liana Boris? Maybe because Liana also loves both of them. Wait, I'm Nicole Scherzinger? Yeah, because she also likes the thingamajig and like the monster. And you also like the monster and the thingamajig. Yes, we are the same. We are the same person. No, not. Okay. <laughs> now we can flamingo to the next one. And once again, Liana, flamingo is yours. Take it away. Oh, wait, why is she mine? Because she's your last remaining pick. Uh, the thingamajig. The thingamajig is no longer in the Until finals. Until he got eliminated, but that's yeah. fine. Well, I'm going to talk about that. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, clues. You flamingo. Some this. about the church choir and also cheetah print luggage. All right. Next. <laughs> Song. <laughs> I guess the clue packages don't matter. It, I feel like I this was looking for a letter. Like 10 minutes long if I, if I was hosting. Yeah, you would pretty much wrap it all and it would be over in 15 minutes. A tight 15. Tight 15. <laughs> and then that gives me 30 minutes to just talk about random stuff that's happening in my life. You're like, yeah, so I really got into Gavin DeGraw again. And I started <laughs> listening to his music and it was on the radio. And I was like, you know what? Gavin DeGraw. McDonald's. Okay, so then McDonald's happened. <laughs> and then I was on the wiki. My brain is just a beautiful, complex network of neurons, okay? And it just random things pop into it sometimes. And then I have no control and stuff just... I just articulate it, okay? All right, well, c- can we talk about this now and then articulator? Uh, or I'll take... Uh, uh, I can't even do it! Oh my god! <laughs> Uh, I give up. All right. So, did you have any comments about the clue package? Um, my, the only one I picked up on was the cheetah print yeah. one. Right. Holidays are their favorite time of the year. I feel like everyone loves the holidays because, like, time off. That's always great. I'm um, seeing was a hobby. I saw like a naughty or nice notebook, but I didn't know what to make of it. Like I've said, ever since we found out it's Adrian Bailon, I still don't know much about Adrian Bailon. So I'm I either need a crash course from you after all is said and done, or none of these really hit. The only thing I know is the Cheetah Girl. So when I saw the Cheetah Print, I was like Cheetah Print, Cheetah Girl, put it together, it makes sense. <laughs> cheetah Print, Cheetah Girl, same thing. Done. All right. <laughs> potato, well, tomato, I, I re- same thing. Uh, yeah. Potato, tomato. You say tomato. I say tomato. Okay. So the song <laughs> was Hallelujah by, mm-hmm. well, Leonard Cohen, but credits were given to Jeff Buckley slash every other cover, cover that exists of the song. This was her uh, stay with me moment. This was mm. the I'm singing a song on stage by myself that really showcases my voice builds absolutely gorgeous and 100% this is the reason why I think she's in the finals like this was just just beautiful just absolutely beautiful I feel like this is one of those songs where if you can sing and you do this song it will move the masses it doesn't like and she did those things she picked the song she nailed it. She provided everything that you would want. And I love the fog machine. I really like the stained glass windows in the background. And I wrote in my notes, because I was actually thinking about this. This is the type of uh, episode or the type of stage in the game or in the show where you can 
you ha- if you do a really, really strong vocal performance, you're good and you're in the next round. You know what I mean? Because the finals, give me the razzle dazzle. Give me like the all everything, you know? But this was just a reminder that the flamingo can sing and the flamingo is very strong. And if you think about the direct contrast from the last song that the flamingo did, which had the air flamingo and all the dancing and the motifs and stuff, this was the perfect way to be like, get you somebody who can do both. I can do both those things and I can do them pretty well. I thought this was very good. And I do agree that I think this is what stamped her passport to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the passport yeah. that was in uh, the Rottweiler. Yeah. I would like to say one thing, though. Still don't understand the costume. Still think the costume looks budget. No, it doesn't. It does. What is it wrong does. with you? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look budget. It looks, it's so cool. It's got so many feathers and you just want to touch it. And I like the way it moves. Okay. Can you power rank the final sixes costumes for me? Okay. Yeah. I, well, the leopards is pretty cool. There's like yeah. some pretty cool costumes left. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think my top. I actually really like the fox's costume. So I think for me, I think mm-hmm. it would go the fox, the flamingo, okay. the leopard. The flamingo second? I like it. I know that we talked about too much pink, but the like. You said that. I said, I know I said that, but I was talking about the, when they were talking about the plane and the background and stuff. Like, this is fine. It looks really cool. You can have your own rankings. Why am I trying to change my rankings to appease you? I just want to know what you think the worst one is of the finals. The Rottweilers is the worst. Yeah, no, that's the Rottweilers is basic. <laughs> it's, basic. it's not the worst. It's basic. It's basic. It's I'll basic. I like that they gave him abs <laughs> because yeah. it's like a silly yeah, little Actually, thing you know what? The Rottweiler has a six pack and like has like piercing brown eyes. Okay, yeah, but they're still the hmm. eyes are still kind of creepy. The flamingo's the, eyes are creepy. Yes, the flamingo's eyes, the leopard's eyes, and the Rottweiler's eyes are all creepy. No, but the leopard's eyes are mesmerizing. Yeah, but like in a creepy way. Like I'm gonna hypnotize you and steal your baby way. Whoa! I don't know why. That was the first thing that popped into my head, okay? Sinister. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So we both agree Flamingo has the worst outfit. Okay. And then um Oh, uh- you thought I was going to interrupt you. You didn't actually have a true transition. Gotcha. I can just edit this part out. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then as far as the, the judges go, um, they say that the Flamingo is flamingoing to the finals. Well done, judges. And then he claps. <laughs> That's what Robin Thicke said. And then he claps. Which, again, based on my theory of correct guesses, no claps. I mm. thought I was like, oh, no, this is an incorrect prediction because he's clapping. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, thankfully, that didn't come to pass, but it was something I noted. If Robin Thick claps, his <laughs> guest doesn't slap. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. What did you think? If Robin, what did you say? Robin Thick has the clap. That's <laughs> 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 the first thing that popped into my head. Oh, no. Okay. Let's wrap this up. <clears throat> so from the round of applause let's go to the gift of the judges the judges got the gift of the globe and we find out that flamingo or as the name tag says flam flam how do you feel about flam flam as a nickname <laughs> flam 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 i didn't even notice that i did notice jiggy but i did not notice flam flam 
Wow, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a thing that they did, and they kept. They should really stick with just flamingo. I don't know, sweet, uh, sweet baby flam flam. That's kind of cute. <laughs> a little it, flam flam. Yeah, like sweet baby T Pain, sweet baby flam flam. Uh, flam flam is not great. Flam flam think. sounds like Bam Bam, the kid from the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of a. Wait, Bam Bam was Barney's kid, right? Barney had a kid? Why are we talking about Barney again? Do we? No, no, Barney Rubble, not Barney the Dinosaur. Uh... (laughs) Why are you trying to bring Barney into this? I don't know. So, because there was Pebbles and there was Bam Bam. And one was Fred's and one was Barney's. Dude. Who had Bam Bam? I don't, I don't care. We're discussing some hard-hitting topics right now. I want to go to bed. Uh, As do we all. We are all the fox in this scenario. So, the judges said, Jenny and Nicole said Adrian Bailon. Ken Jong said Jessica Simpson, because of course. Um, and I just wanted to note that this is why Ken only gets one good guess ever, and he used it on Victor Oladipo. We are never going to get anything else ever again. He's just bad at this. I think he got fed the answer. You think so? From Uh, why? I don't know. I just have this gut feeling that maybe that was the case. See, the thing is, when later on, spoiler alert, Thingamajig loses and we get the reveal, Ken looked like he couldn't believe he got it right. I think Ken knows what he's doing. He's definitely just playing it up of being stupid and making dumb guesses. I think he did not expect himself to get one right. And he did. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And I hope now that that's happened, he realizes, hey, this feels good. Maybe I should actually do my job and try and guess properly and pepper in some dumb ones here and there. But like, try and, you know, beat some of these people because he was the only one that got there and they made so much fun of him for it before it actually happened. Or if you're going to do dumb guesses, at least make them funny. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you going to make it funny? Yeah, make it funny. We all deserve to laugh. You know who makes me laugh? Who? The leopard. Oh. I knew that. <laughs> Did you? You know, because it happened about like an hour 15 earlier when we talked about the leopard the first time. I know. Yeah, it's not important. This this has been going on for a long time. Um, so the leopard get, gets a clue package like everyone else. Uh, we talk about slow jams in it. There's a CD that says canceled on it. Music for animals. There's a snowboard. Um, their major street cred. They got their start doing a nativity play at 11 years old. And that's all I got from there. Can you connect any of it to Seal before we talk about this performance? No, I don't care about that. So this was, like I said at the beginning of the show, my favorite performance from The Leopard. Did I say that? I stand by it. It's my favorite performance from the leopard. And I really was like, get it, Seal. There was a dude rocking out in the audience. That was me. I was rocking out. It was Big Spender by Shirley Bassey, which is such an interesting but cool song choice. Like, I could, if I, it was time for the leopard to go home. But at the same time, it's like, this is what I wanted to see the entire time. If we had seen more of this, I 100% would have a different opinion upon the leopard. And I blame the leopard. I think some of us saw this from the onset and didn't need a big razzle dazzling to see the light that is the leopard. 
well, you know what? We can't all be uh, private eye puyas over here, okay? Some of us are just lieutenants just trying to make the best of the situation. Yeah, I think I just I just understood the leopard from so early on mm-hmm. as someone who was misunderstood and has been misunderstood. I understood the leopard and we were simpatico. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the best leopard performance so far. I did. Um, I did not re- like there was too again. I go back to I've talked. I love a good performance. I love connectivity. I love when everything works. There was too much going on. And there was like, I was like, wait, did the leopard infiltrate the North Pole? Like, is this like Santa's toy factory? I couldn't. There was too much, just too much going on. Um, but this was the best vocal performance from Seal. This was the Seal was out like and about. So this was very good. Um, and I think and maybe if some of that was a little bit cleaned up, we could have seen the leopard in the finals. It wouldn't have been impossible. But Given the strong crop of competitors left and the fact that three of them had outstanding performances, I think the leopard, you know, it couldn't make it there. But can you look at us, Liana? Who would have thought the leopard would be standing here beating the thingamajig and finishing in fourth place? Who would have thought? Not Rob me. Goddess Leopard. Not me. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I know. And I I mean, I agree. I think that this was probably based on previous performances as well, which is why the leopard didn't make it further. But like I said, this this was probably my favorite performance. And if we had seen this more, then we could be seeing a different outcome, potentially the leopard in the finals. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to the leopard um, doll that you're going to send me eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep checking my mailbox for it every day. As far as the comments went. Um, so first of all, the gift that um, the leopard gave was it said to Nick and it was from XOXO, your kitten oh, seal did this and it was blueprints and the blueprint was a nod to his architecture degree, which Nicole actually got perfectly. And it was about their, you know, they got engaged. So it was all about all that. See, this is why I liked the leopard's approach as opposed to the thingamajig's approach. They both kind of had that showmantic storyline thing. The leopard proposed once, never brought it up again, and then brought it up in the gift when everyone kind of thought it was forgotten. Mm-hmm. This is the way to do it. Yeah, I thought that was cute. It was, we'll be <laughs> our blueprints for our home. I like that Nick Cannon was like, we will be very happy together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> gone ahead and embraced it. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're together now. Yeah, I appreciated that. Um, the guesses, Eric Benet was Jenny McCarthy's. Ken Jong said Jeff Goldblum and the leopard clapped back and said, Kenneth, if you were any colder, you'd be in Alaska, darling. Again, love that. Mm-hmm. Love the care in character. Doesn't matter what happens on that stage. Always in character. Love it. And then Nicole said seal and Robin Thicke, like the basic man that he is, was like, you know, I'm a big kiss by a rose fan. So I think it's seal. Which made me think, have you listened to other Seal songs? Because that's all you know by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, he knows the one Seal song, and that's his reference. And he's a big Kiss by Rose fan. Big so. Kiss by Rose fan. Yeah. Uh, the one interesting thing I want to talk about right before we just, you know, finalize these vote reveals. Robin Thicke, in the interlude between the uh, the commercials, said, I thought he thought Flamingo and Leopard are staying and Rottweiler and Thingamajig weren't. Did that make sense to you? 
Um, well, I didn't understand because I thought the Rottweiler was like a shoe in. So yeah. I didn't understand. Of course, I was looking for him clapping because of, that would give the <laughs> indication of whether or not this is going to be an accurate prediction. Uh, but that did worry me for a brief second. Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't know why we were seeing that. Um, and then I was like, well, does this mean that one of those pairs are like if, if it's either the Rottweiler and Thingamajig aren't going anywhere? Flamingo and Leopard are leaving, or the other way around. So it ended up being half and half, which was interesting. But the first reveal ends up being the thingamajig. The thingamajig fifth place finish. Were you surprised by this, given everything we've seen from the thingamajig and how hot we were on him from episode one? Um, yes. Sorry, I'm asking my sister about the laugh with me thing. Oh, okay. L- let us know if any breaking news pops out. Okay, there. will do. Okay. As far as the final guesses go, Jenny McCarthy said Paul George. Um, Nicole said Markel Fultz. Robin Thicke said Montel Jordan. Ken Jong said Victor Oladipo, which by the way, all this happens. And then Jenny has the audacity to mock Ken Jong for his pick when Ken Jong has cited that Victor Oladipo is known as a singer in the NBA community. And she's, eh, eh, eh. and I'm like, Hey, uh, Paul George is not a lyricist. He is not a singer. So what makes you think Paul George, someone who is a legitimate MVP candidate is also known for his singing chops? Take a seat. Hell, take 50 seats. Yeah. As much as I don't like Ken Jong, I do not like when Jenny gets in his face. I just want to put that out. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't like Jenny, so. Yeah. And it's Victor Oladipo. And the crowd went wild. No one could believe that Ken got this. Not even Ken could believe that Ken got this. But Victor Oladipo, your sister um, famously told you that this was her prediction from the beginning. How did your, have you talked to her yet? Has she told you? How she feels about being right or anything like that? She said, I won the competition. <laughs> Against herself? I don't remember. <laughs> well, she'll listen to this podcast, so. She'll let us <laughs> she'll know. She'll let me know. Okay, sounds good. Um, how did, so you picked the thingamajig when we did our little three-person draft thing. Did you think the thingamajig was going to make it to the finals or not? Yeah, I mean, I think at the time I did. Um, we were going off of, what, one performance, I think, at the time? No, um, two, I think. Two? Maybe. Okay, yeah. I, I think, you know, the concern about the diversity of performances uh, really hadn't come into play yet. Um, but I also at the time, it was like, oh, my God, I love the thingamajig. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. I genuinely thought that thingamajig was finals material thingamajig was the one to beat the standard mm-hmm. and then it was last week with the that, that weird dating app performance that kind of made me think oh you're you're just a regular person like everybody you also have your flaws yeah. you are not a perfect performer and then like it was a little shaky from there but then we got back into what i thought everything the thingamajig was last uh, on the first episode of this week. But then ultimately, I think the problem is the thingamajig set the bar for himself really high mm-hmm. and then went a little low, a little low, a little low, then back up again and then a little lower. Whereas everyone else kind of built on top of what they were doing. So they kept going up, 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 up. 
So right. yeah, that's why I exactly. think the leopard did as well as the leopard did, because the leopard kept building. Every time the leopard survived, the leopard did better the next time. Well, I think was it was good. the same thing with the tree as well for me, mm. although that didn't, I guess, work out for her. Um, <laughs> but at least in terms of my opinion, I thought, that, yeah, it was definitely an upwards trajectory, which is totally where you want to be. You know, even if you start a little shaky, if you continue to grow and build, I think that that helps you get further in the competition. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, just the one last thing for the thingamajig before we go. So, the shoe clue we got was about his sneaker collection. Who would have guessed? Oh, my Not God. Not me. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've talked about this as well. But then the next reveal is the leopard. The leopard's out. And it's Seal. So, Seal's gone. Um, what a ride it has been being a leopard fan. I, like I said earlier, I felt very like weird about this support that I was giving the leopard because I felt alone in it. And I knew the leopard does not deserve to win. Okay. I'll be honest. I genuinely did. I also could, can't believe the leopard made it this far. But even all that being said, I still felt heartbroken that the leopard didn't make it to the finals, even though I knew the leopard shouldn't be in the finals. Yeah. I mean, when you have an emotional attachment to someone or something, right? Uh, you can't help but feel that way. Yeah. The leopard was nice. The leopard made me smile, and the leopard made me enjoy Seal's music again. So thank you, Seal. And thank you, Leopard. Um, catch you on the flippity flip. Mm-hmm. All right. And that wraps up all of the recapping that we had to do with regards to these two episodes. It was a lot of fun. Next week, we will be diving into a finale of The Masked Singer. And For one last time, before we leave, let's answer some questions. So one question we did get, Liana, which of the final three's career, based on who you think the people are, will benefit the most from winning the Masked Singer? Who do you think benefits most? I mean, I thought T-Pain's was really going to benefit, but like (laughs) T-Pain, you got to monetize appropriately. So if we're looking at the final three, you've got Wayne Brady, um, Adrian Bailone, and... Chris Daughtry, I mean, probably Chris Daughtry, he'll actually win a singing competition, which I think will be good for him and like Mm -hmm. bring him back to the forefront because I don't know. I mean, is he like a big deal? So he went once he lost American Idol, he ended up for like going back with his band Daughtry and that is where he went. And he never did the solo thing, really. Mm -hmm. And I think that he shines as a solo artist. That's how I met him. That's how I was introduced to him. So I think, first of all, being vindicated for that, you know, injustice of losing American Idol to win this would mean a lot to him. And I think that it would allow him to venture into some solo artist work, which is much needed. I I do think I would enjoy him as a solo artist. So I'd be very okay with seeing that. And I think it would be the perfect arc to a story. Yeah. I mean, I think Adrian Bailone also could have something sort of similar, right? She was in a lot of girl groups. And so this sort of like Mm -hmm. highlights her um, singing ability as well. Yeah, I mean, I think if you want someone to do something with music, I think you go that route, because I think if Wayne Brady wins, Wayne Brady has so many other things going on that Wayne Brady's not really going to, you know, do a full music thing. But I think he w- no matter what happens to Wayne Brady now, he will be recognized for his singing, which I think is appreciated. Agreed. Um, and then just uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we head out of here. So I've I alluded to this a couple of times on the uh, the podcast today. Um, Nick Cannon and the letter L. Nick Cannon, Liana, has been 
prevalent on social media this last week. Have you heard about all this stuff that he's been doing, reviving beef and nonsense? Okay, he like released some diss tracks with him and like something about Eminem. Yes. So this is a beef that goes back to 2009. But Nick Cannon, host of The Masked Singer, released two diss tracks on Eminem in the span of two days. Okay. And he didn't do these alone. He did the first one and he had like this like weird feature from Suge Knight where he like called Suge Knight from prison and then he like sent a voicemail and whatever. Um, they were both awful. They have more dislikes than likes on YouTube. They're not great. The second one is with most of his wild and out crew from MTV, their MTV show. And he gives Eminem 24 hours to respond. Eminem does not do such a thing. Eminem tweets twice at him after the first distract, insulting um, uh, Nick Cannon in the press, and I think ruining him to the point where people were tweeting RIP Nick Cannon yesterday and it was trending on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. That's great. He, it's amazing how much damage he did to himself by doing this distract and just not getting a response out of it. Um, and the root of the uh, the beef between them goes back to. Okay, the this is so this is what I knew because why are you so obsessed with me? It's about Eminem. That's Mariah Carey song, right? It's about about Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I love that song. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes yeah, so it comes from Eminem did some took some digs at her in some of his songs earlier and then takes a dig at Nick as well. She does the obsessed with me thing. He claps back and then Nick Cannon makes a pub, very long public open letter like saying, you know, stop, you know, he's coming at my wife, stop it, stop it. And then in an interview with T.I. on T.I.'s podcast last month, he talks about how he respects Eminem as a rapper and as an artist, but does not appreciate this stuff. And then out of nowhere hits him with this diss track. Anyways, I just wanted to make it known that Nick Cannon should stick to hosting shows in a very mediocre manner, because when it came to rapping and doing a diss track, I would call him the slipper. Because that was a flop. <laughs> I mean, that's not even that great. But yeah, yeah it, it was. I'm telling you, it was just awful. Like he the the disses he made, some of them were not. I, we don't even understand why he would like it was like, a why are you insulting someone for doing something nice? It just doesn't add up. They were lyrically not great. They did. The rhyming scheme was off. The people that he got featured on were even worse at points, which is not like no one knows Nick Cannon as a as a rapper and it should probably stay that way i don't know why he's rapping in 2019 yeah why did he make a decision to do this in the first place i think it's the you know clout chasing i think eminem is probably one of the most famous rappers in the world and right now no if you're gonna pick a fight with somebody who's hot right now you're not gonna pick eminem i he's still like if you think if you tell someone ask someone to name you five rappers eminem will be in that list is how i see it okay right? yeah but if you're like oh, okay name five musical artists somebody could say elvis and it's not like nick cannon's gonna go out there and release a track diss track on elvis well he did use elvis's name incorrectly to diss eminem but i will he not did say. yeah oh yeah oh what yeah i will not i will not say the words he used um they were not great oh. um he insulted ev himself elvis everyone involved was insulted it was not great um but yeah, I think, well, the, the, the thing is, Eminem still, he still puts out some music every now and then. I'm not going to lie, his stuff has fallen in quality, but there are moments where you are reminded of how good he is slash was. But mm -hmm. 
ultimately, when it comes to the rap game, quote unquote, there's no argument that Nick Cannon is a level one and Eminem is at least a level 85. So that's why he's coming after Eminem, because if Eminem puts out something on Nick Cannon, that will get downloads, that will get streams. So by Eminem not doing anything, he just makes Nick Cannon look like a fool. And I think Nick knew this because Nick, at the end of the first diss track, says, Eminem, you have 24 hours, puts a clock on him. Okay, new idea. So in order to gain more relevance, our podcast should go after Eminem. Oof. I mean, thoughts or Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Nick, <laughs> I think if we go after Nick Cannon, we do fine. I think if you did a diss track on Nick Cannon, it would it would pop because Nick yeah. Cannon's not good. He, Nick Cannon needed eight other people to feature in his diss track and it still wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get nine people. <laughs> we we you can do it alone and I think it'd be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna take on Nick Cannon all by myself. Yeah, well, well, how about this? We'll put your diss track at the end of this podcast. Mm, okay, great. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. We are joking. No one get your hopes up. Liana's not about to release a diss track on this podcast. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that was a great video from uh, the 2010s. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I just got nostalgic for a second. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's uh, about enough uh, breakfast food for uh, one session here. I We appreciate everyone who's listened this far. You are all leopards or you are all trees or you are all eggs. You can be any of them. Or flam we, flams. Or flam, little flam flams. We appreciate flam. everybody. Flam, flam. Liana, thank you for listening to me talk about nonsense and segue horribly each and every week. You're welcome. You can find me on social media at Liana Forrest. I'm so tired. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, okay. You can find me on social media at Liana Boris. Um, uh, what happened? Okay, so RuPaul's Drag Race UK. We recorded a podcast. If you're interested, I was on Renap at one point doing the Fun and Games Game, Game Night, Night podcast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, and on the B and B this week, we have a very, very special guest. Puyo, would you like to speak to this? Well, I heard this was very a. Very- very amazing guest. Mm, yeah. Tell me more. Um, you're speaking to him. Oh, That's what? right. That's right. I am honored to be showing up to the B&B for a cool weekend, weekend hangs with Mike and Liana, play some games. Uh, so I will be on the B&B with them. And aside from that, you can catch me on social media on all major platforms at Puyaism and We'll just be watching some TV and hanging out. Spoiler alert. We're doing a um, uh, I wrote up a choose your own adventure for the B&B, which I think is going to be so much fun. I'm I'm actually really looking forward, despite this awful weekend survivor. I'm really looking forward to the to you and Mike being able to to play this choose your own adventure. I would like to choose my own adventure. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see how that'll go. Are there. okay? can you spoil another thing? No. Will the leopard make an appearance in the adventure? No. Oh. Can can the leopard make an appearance? No. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, you know what? It's time to pull a fox and go to sleep. So, thank you, everybody. We hope you have a good week. And we will unmask you at the finale next week. Take care. 